Our podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easier way to make a podcast. It's free, and they give you great tools and resources. Download the free Anchor app on your phone, or go to anchor.fm to get started. A-N-C-H-O-R. That's Anchor. That's Anchor. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Hoops R Us. This week has been a crazy week of basketball. A lot of teams and players are having a great start coming to this season. And today's special guest is going to be my dad. Here are some topics that we're going to hit off today. My boy Curry had 62 points this week. We got the Ball Brothers facing each other off. You'll be shocked on which ball brother actually did better. We got Kyrie Irving left the team because of some personal issues without even telling his head coach what happened. We got Bradley Beal who also dropped 60 points against the 76ers. We got the Knicks and the 76ers off to a great start this season. And I also want to hit off Tony Parker's new documentary that is actually a really cool documentary on Netflix. So stay tuned for an awesome episode of Hoops R Us. All right, Dad, so we're going to be changing our podcast a little. We're going to be releasing our episodes now on Sundays because there are a lot of things going on in the weekend that are like crazy and players who are like going off and teams who are looking great. So I don't want to like miss that out. Absolutely, I completely agree. I think that's a that's a really good call. I mean, you've got games on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, so it's a basketball day. You've got games on Fridays, and then you've got just things that happen throughout the week. So that's a, that's a smart move on your end to uh, start releasing the podcast on Sundays. So um, excited to be here, and uh, what are we chatting about today? Let's talk about my boy, Curry. Curry, oh boy. <laughs> Another segment on Steph Curry. What is oh, he doing yeah. now? 62 <laughs> points. What are your thoughts? Steph Curry is a machine. I think Curry felt slightly disrespected when he was kind of being challenged in the media. And he had a couple of bad games here and there. And suddenly we saw a couple of tweets and things that he said where, I don't know if you saw this, but he says something along the lines of, if I'm not having a great start or whatever, don't judge my my career on a couple of games because my championships have come against who people claim is the greatest player ever. So oh. if that's what you're saying about me, then what does that say about him? Woo. Wow. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, wow. he's taking shots at the throne. But yeah, um, this is how I think about it. I mean, Curry, man, that's my favorite player right there. I always thought he was the best point guard in the league for like five years from now he's been the best point guard for five years and he's an animal (laughs) i gotta tell you when it comes to guys like judging him this guy's too small this guy's not good he only wins rings because he has superstars near him he tries to always like you know work harder he used that he uses that to work harder on his game 
Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this much. I think I heard one of your previous episodes where you guys are thinking, you know, Durant might be the next MVP, and we're talking about um, Luka and all these other guys. But I think Curry, Curry, watch out for Steph Curry because Curry can dominate. Curry's unstoppable. And what I've been seeing over the last couple of games is it's just like what's been happening before. Nobody can stop Steph Curry. Nobody. So he's he's having fun, and it'll be interesting. But I think if the Warriors make it to the playoffs, even if they're the seventh, eighth seed, if they make it to the playoffs without Klay Thompson, with Kevin Durant no longer there, with you know the injuries that they're going through and whatnot, if they make it to the playoffs and you've got Curry averaging like 30 points per game or whatever, I think Curry's in a conversation for MVP. So I'm going to really take a long shot now. But if Curry continues to dominate the league, which he can, he's won two MVPs already. Yes. That can that can lead to a third MVP vote for me. Yeah. I want to talk about one of his games. I want to talk about that Warriors versus Clippers game on Friday. So the score, when I, when I started watching, the score was 85 to 63. The Warriors are losing. Once it was the fourth quarter... And 11 minutes left. The score was 89 to 92. Warriors winning. What are your thoughts about that? Wow. First of all, I don't know if this is a, a compliment on the Warriors or just another embarrassment on the Clippers. The Clippers seem to always find a way to lose games or choke, or <laughs> they're always in the news for something they did terribly. Um,. Listen, like I said, when when Curry gets on fire, I saw some of those shots that he made against the Clippers. It was ridiculous. I mean, he was doing step backs, crossovers. Paul George was like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, so I, listen, props to the Warriors, props to Curry. That team is looking good. And if they get that that young kid, what was the uh, rookie's name? Uh, James we- Wiseman. Wiseman's looking good. Um, the other one that we counted out was... Um, uh, Oh, God, who's the kid they got from the Timberwolves? Wiggins. Wiggins. We counted out Wiggins. We said, you know what, Wiggins is not doing so good. And it was only like one or two games. <laughs> and if Wiggins can end up being like that second go-to person, like you never know. Wiggins was the top, the number one pick in the NBA draft. He got a big mm-hmm. contract. He still has a bright future. And what if Wiggins becomes a, an all-star? Then what? <laughs> then you got Clay coming back and all that stuff? Mm. Watch out. Just watch out. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to be an all-star this year. I believe you. I think Wiggins can get there, but you know what? The, the West is loaded, so if he keeps it up, I think he should, he should be down there, if, especially if he's helping Curry get the, get a playoff spot for the Warriors. So we'll see what happens. Question. Do you think Andrew Wiggins is now better than Kelly Obrey over these last two games? Because Kelly Obrey got eight points last game. In the game before that one, he had six points. I don't think Aubrey... So, I saw an interesting stat. Um, Aubrey has made, like, six out of, like, 40-something three-point attempts. So, I saw a stat that said if Ubre had not taken a single three this season, the Warriors would be the fourth-best shooting team in the NBA. But when you calculate in Wiggins' stats, they're, like, 20-something in the rankings just based on his 46 shots and the fact that he's only made like six. So here's my thought. I think Uber is trying to do too much. And 
I don't think Ubre has ever been better than Wiggins. I think he's had a lot of nice dunks. He had a lot of good games. But Wiggins is legit. Wiggins has averaged 20 points. He's averaged, you know, scoring legitimately. And Ubre is still a young kid that's explosive. He's got nice dunks. He's a good defender. But he's not there yet. So I think Wiggins is a better player, hands down. And I don't think it's even close, at least not yet. Yeah. The Ball Brothers went off against each other, Dad. Finally. Who do you think did better? Um, I, I would guess Lonzo did better because he is the older brother. So I would assume that Lonzo had a better game. Eh. LaMelo, actually. He had 12 points and 10 assists along with 9 rebounds. Wow. What did Lonzo do? 5 points. <laughs> no. And he wasn't injured or anything like that? Nope. And hasn't LaMelo been coming off the bench? Yes, LaMelo has been coming off the bench. Wow, that is impressive for LaMelo for sure, but disappointing for Lonzo even more. Because if there was a game for him to step up and kind of show who's boss and who's the better Lonzo, uh, the better ball brother, that was probably it. So, wow, props to the kid. He's been having a great season. And another thing the kid did, actually. He is the youngest player to score a triple-double recently with 22 points, 11 assists, and 12 rebounds. Wow. Youngest ever in the history of the NBA? Yup. Wow. I'm telling you, that kid is that kid's the real deal. I think he, of all three Ball brothers, especially with the pressure that their father put on them, he's been the one, to me, that has been the most, you know built for it he's been like just used to the spotlight he like nothing really phases him i mean even in no matter how the pressure situations whatever the case is he's focused he always seems to be having fun and he's listen do you know do you recall what was the biggest issue with his older brother with lonzo when he came into the league he couldn't make a shot he couldn't make a jump shot he could not make a three-pointer this kid is making his shots you leave him open or even if you're guarding him off the dribble He's making three-point shots, so he's already off to a better start. And the fact that he just had his first triple-double, that's impressive because that kid is the real deal. I think I think people are going to be surprised at how good this kid is going to be. LaMelo Ball is proving that he's more than a social media basketball player. Yeah, he, he, he they're really popular in social media, but he's proving it. He's putting a lot of doubters wrong. Next, I want to talk about Bradley Beal. Scored 60 points, along with Westbrook, 20 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. They still lost. Wow. That team, I would say, could we vote this early? I think that's been the most disappointing team of the NBA season. Yes. Very disappointing. I mean, what do you, I mean you're seeing these games. What do you think? What is the deal? How come they can't get more Ws with all these stats and all these points that Westbrook and, and Beal are putting up? I think it's only dumb, though. I don't think there's a there's that. They need a third guy who they could also depend on if, like, Beal and Westbrook are having, like, a terrible game. They need that third player who can just step up, you know, step up. And basically cast the team a dub if these two are, like, struggling. Uh, here's the crazy part. Even if they're not struggling, they still need that third guy because 
You just said it. Beal dropped 60. Westbrook almost had a triple-double, and they still lost. So forget about those guys not having a good night. They need a third person even if they're having a great game. Yeah. I think another thing is that they don't have chemistry on the court. That's a good call. That's a good call. Well, what do you consider chemistry? Like, what does chemistry mean to you as a – you've played youth basketball, so what is good chemistry on the basketball court to you? It's like when you're communicating and you're like – you know, like, you and your teammates, you guys are basically communicating. You guys are helping each other out. Hey, I need some help. Shut a screen for me here and there. That's I think is great chemistry. And this time, I don't even think it's usually Westbrook are the is the problem for these things. But this guy's getting the assist, so hey. I don't know. He's always had the assist, and there's still been questions about his chemistry. But listen, Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says, but there's obviously no no team camaraderie right now. So we'll see how they figure that out. But that's definitely been the most disappointing team thus far. So Kyrie has been out for some personal issues. Why do you think that is? I think I think I have an idea as to why I think he's out. So last time he was out during the bubble was when we had the uh, Black Lives Matter situation here in the country. And he took some time off to kind of address those issues. This time, a similar situation happened the day before in which... Um, you know, there was a situation, again, nationally with regards to Black Lives Matter. And I think that's probably why Kyrie was out. And that's why his coach was not aware as to what happened. But I got a feeling that's probably why. I respect Kyrie's decision. Because it's every NBA player's choice to be out for this type of reason. So, let's talk about the Nets beat the 76ers without KD and Kyrie. That's interesting. That's interesting because that team's been good without those guys. So I think they just proved that again. And mind you, Dinwiddie's not even playing. So yes. mm-hmm. so that team, there's something about that team that even without Kyrie, without Durant, they can still win. And aren't the 76ers the best team in the league right now? Yep. They are. They have a record of 7-2. and two. Wow. So without those two superstars... They were beaten by the Nets. Now, anybody could lose at any time, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but that's impressive. I think, again, that team is legit, and that team is probably going to the finals. Yeah, and that shows to you that they're going to be a watch out for that team because we had Levert with 22 points, and hear this, Jared Allen with a double-double, 15 points and 10 rebounds. There we go. I'm telling you, they've got... They've got legit guys on there. they got legit scores. I'm excited for what that team is going to do. I have to ask you a question, actually. Now, do you think Jerry Allen, like these performances that he's been doing, he has taken that role of being a better center than DeAndre Jordan? Absolutely. I think DeAndre Jordan is, is an older veteran. I think DeAndre Jordan's impact is going to be felt more like in the playoffs. But during the season, it, it's like I go back to like the whole LeBron and Anthony Davis situation. LeBron is on cruise control during the season. This is where Anthony Davis needs to carry the team. Because come postseason, LeBron hits that button and he turns into a superhero. You know, but during the season, they don't want to risk injury. They don't want to go all out. So obviously, you know, DeAndre and Jared Allen aren't LeBron and Anthony Davis, but it, it still applies, you know, because 
somebody like a DeAndre Jordan, he's like, hey, I want to stay healthy. I want to make sure I'm there. I'm going to be a defensive showstopper. Yeah. And that's going to be more important in the playoffs than it is during the season. Yeah. Another thing I want to hit off. The Knicks have a 5-3 and three record. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that team is surprising. I mean, I can't explain it, but I'm... I'm, me personally, I'm happy. So the Nets are doing good. They're a New York team. The Knicks are doing good. They're a New York team. But I could explain the Nets. I can't explain the Knicks. Can you tell me why the Knicks are doing so good? <laughs> well, Julius Randle is averaging 23.1 points along with 12 rebounds and 7.4 assists per game. Wow. Wow. I remember he was in the Lakers, and I always liked Ooh. him as a player, but we lost him to free agency, but wow, he's a late bloomer. And we also got Mitchell Robinson averaging 8.4 points a game doing his job. Okay, so, you know, not as many points, but I'm pretty sure he's averaging some pretty good amount of rebounds and being a good defender down low. That's impressive. Kudos to the Knicks. I'm surprised. And the 76ers are actually doing really good this season with a 7-2 and record. Seven and two, that's uh that's impressive. You know what the Seventy Sixers, I think the Seventy Sixers have been counted out since very early this year, even in the off season, and their team didn't change that much. So I don't know why the Seventy Sixers are no longer kind of you know identified as one of the top teams in the East. I mean, when did that happen? They used to be like number one or number two. I get the Nets, but other than the Nets. The 76ers are probably the second best team, but, you know, everybody's saying Boston. They're saying other teams out there, the, obviously the Bucks, but I think the 76ers are just as good as any of those teams, and if they're healthy, I think they could give the Nets a good run for their money as well. Now, in the Hoops R Us pilot, you were shocked that the 76ers were ranked pretty high as a team, according to ESPN ranking. High in what sense of what were they ranked? They were ranked, I want to say, eighth. Eighth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, yeah, ranked high, meaning they were, like, not one of the top teams. Yeah, uh, I'm still surprised. I think the 76ers are a pretty a pretty good team. I, I think they just haven't been healthy. Yeah. Um. Well, Embiid, he's been healthy, averaging 25.3 points and 11.7 rebounds. Embiid is an animal. Embiid is the, is the modern-day center. And he is he is legit. Lambeed is a scorer. He's a rebounder. He's a defender. He's legit. He just has to stay healthy. If he's healthy, the 76ers can get very far. We also got Tobias Harris averaging 19.2 points and 7.9 rebounds. And we got Stephen Curry's brother averaging 17 points per game and 3.6 assists. There you go. The Currys are going off this season. <laughs> yeah. In other news, and pretty sad news, Markel Fultz torn his left ACL and is now out for the whole season. That sucks. That, I, I'm rooting for that kid. He was the number one pick for the uh, for yeah. the 76ers, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, and he, he he's a great comeback story. Everybody thought he was going to be out of the NBA. Now he's, you know, really up there, and it really sucks that he tore his ACL. I hope he could... I know he's physically going to be able to come back, but I hope he can mentally overcome this injury as well. Yeah, it's really sad. I hope he gets well soon. We got Luka Doncic, Luka Magic, baby, beat the Nuggets in overtime. And he had 
38 points without any Kristaps. Listen, Kristaps will be a bonus for that team, of course, and I think that'll take him to the next level. But Luka is proving that he is unstoppable. Luka cannot be stopped. And he's a young guy, and I don't understand it. He doesn't look physically dominating. He's not faster than anybody. He doesn't have the best crossover in the world. He doesn't have the best jump shot in the world. But he's the total package. His jump shot is legit. His crossover is legit. His change of pace is phenomenal. He doesn't need to be fast because he'll lure you to sleep. Like, he'll start off slow, and then boom, before you know it, he's two steps ahead of you. I'm, I'm really impressed by Luka. He's easily a fan favorite and definitely one of my favorite players as well. Now, people are saying he could possibly be an MVP candidate. He's got the stats for it. And again, it's it's a similar... It's back to that Curry conversation. If that Mavericks team does better than what people expect, especially with the fact that they don't have superstars like the Lakers do, the Lakers have two superstars, the Clippers have two superstars, those guys that have another future Hall of Famer in their team, it's hard for them to win MVPs. Like, I don't see a LeBron or even an Anthony Davis winning an MVP. I don't see, you know... um, any of the Clippers winning an MVP. I don't see a lot of these teams, a lot of these Hall of Fame players winning MVPs because they have another superstar to defer to. But people like Luka Doncic, people like, um, like I said, like like Steph Curry, I mentioned as well. You know, those guys have a, le- a legitimate shot because they don't have that Hall of Famer playing right next to them. The last team I want to talk about, guess who is the best team in the West right now? Best team in the West? Um, I'm... Gotta guess the Lakers? Nope. The Suns. The Phoenix Suns with a 7-3 and three record. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the West right now? Yep. Wow. Wow. How? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Chris Paul, who recently got a dub with a double-double. We got this, got, this kid named Mikal Bridges, who's actually... Off to an impressive start this season. He recently got 34 points. Wow. I'm assuming Booker's been doing something. (laughs) Last game he had like 14 points. But hey. That team just did good. And they usually don't do good when Booker's not going off. That shows to you that this time they don't need Booker all the time to score like 30 points for them. You want to know why? What? Two words. Chris <laughs> Paul. Chris Paul, and I'm going to say it right now. Chris Paul is still the best pure point guard in the NBA. When I say pure point guard, is solely making his teammates better. It's turning players into players that they thought they couldn't even be. It's making them be in the right positions to be successful. It's finding the weaknesses. It's finding the matchup uh, mismatches. It's saying, hey, you know what? Today, you have a mismatch. I'm going to find a way to put the ball in your hands in a spot that you have an advantage. That's a point guard. And Chris Paul is changing that franchise around. I'm really excited because Chris Paul is one of the best point guards I've ever seen. And I'm really happy that he's having fun out there in Phoenix. And him, Booker, uh, DeAndre uh, Ayton, 
Um, that kid that you just mentioned, what's his name? Bridges? Bridges. Bridges. They have a good core. And I hope they take advantage of Chris Paul's last couple of years here because Chris Paul is a veteran. But it's only so long he can keep doing this. But Chris Paul is a difference maker. And it goes to prove that when you really focus on making your teammates better, that's the level of value that you can have. And I'll throw it out there. He's another person that'd be considered possibly an MVP if he Whoa. goes off. That, that That's really a stretch. That's a stretch. But listen, wow. you, t- you imagine that the Phoenix Suns end up with the best record in the league? I can't then imagine what? that. Then wow. what? Then Chris Paul will be the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, um, we watched the Tony Parker documentary recently. And I want to basically talk about what were our favorite parts and what we thought about it. That was a really good documentary. So Tony Parker's documentary, it's on Netflix. It's uh, it's called the the, the fi- final shot. The final shot on Netflix. Um, it's it's they speak a lot of French in the documentary, so there's a lot of subtitles. So get ready to do some reading. But that was a really well done documentary. Um, what are your thoughts? And I'll kind of bounce off of you. Well, I think that documentary it was a great documentary. And it really showed me the true Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah. It showed me how he really is. Because at first I thought of Tony Parker. Oh, this is a great point guard who helped Tim Duncan win some rings. Yeah, he did. It showed me um, Tony Parker's other accomplishments. It showed me he won a Euro, he won a Europe championship with France. Um, that he won his three rings. And he won a finals MVP in one of them. That was really impressive. He only had three rings? I thought he had four. Oh, no, he had four. Four? Okay, four. That's what I figured. Um, listen, Tony Parker has been one of the most underrated point guards of of our, of our the league, you know? And yeah. Tony Parker was a problem. Whenever they, I'm a Lakers fan. When the Lakers would play the Spurs, to, obviously, Tim Duncan scared the <laughs> heck out of me because he, he's just unstoppable. But the biggest mismatch was Tony Parker. Nobody could figure out Tony. He was too fast. He would always make that little mid-range jump shot. He would always make that little floater. That's something you need to grab. You got to study some Tony Parker tapes because that floater is undefensible. So I was, again, I think he's underrated. He's he's, He's a Hall of Famer. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Yes, I really think he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was one of those legitimate West conference point guards and he was a big part of those championships with the spurs and what he went through with um with greg popovich from when he was a 19 20 year old kid from france how he adopted how he dominated in the league kudos to him it's, it's a great documentary um obviously we had kobe bryant um participate in the documentary as well that was really cool because he was talking about the respect he had for tony parker and um it was awesome. It was really cool to kind of get a, a different perspective for somebody that kind of flew under the radar. And I think that's kind of the way that he that he wanted it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he married a celebrity. <laughs> but um, he flew under the radar in, in terms of basketball. And and he was he was a great he was a great player. My favorite part of the documentary was when Kobe Bryant was talking about him. Yeah. And when Michael Jordan was talking about him. Yeah, that's true. He idolized Michael Jordan. Yeah, that I did not know, actually. Uh, I liked when Kobe talked about how 
he prevented him from getting any other rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, from think about it, from nineteen ninety, what was the Lakers' first ring? Ninety nine, right? No, two thousand was the two thousand. So ninety nine was the Spurs. Yeah. So then think about that. Ninety nine Spurs. 2000, 2001, 2002, Lakers. 2003, Spurs. Spurs. 04, Pistons. Against the Lakers, though. Right. 05? Spurs. 06? We had, that was a different one, the Heat. The Heat, 07? The Spurs. 08? The Celtics against the Lakers. 09? Lakers. 10? Lakers. There you go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, and hold on, who was 11? Uh, That was the Mavericks. Mavericks. Against the Heat, 12. Miami. 13. Miami. 14. Spurs. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, that franchise is, it's insane. By the way, kudos to you. I didn't know you knew all those champions. (laughs) Because I didn't. (laughs) But I knew the Lakers and the Spurs dominated for like, it feels like for like 20 years. Yeah. So, you're right. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part too. I didn't expect it. I didn't know that Kobe was part of that documentary. But uh, Kobe was absolutely right. It was either the Spurs or the Lakers. It was like that was the championship when they would play each other in the Western Conference Finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like that was the championship preview because once they beat each other, you knew they were going to beat the Nets, the 76ers, the the yeah. Knicks. I think the Knicks played the, the, the Spurs. The 99. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, like it was fun. It was fun. But that was a great documentary. Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it, Santa. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. I want to surprise you right now, actually. Since I know your birthday's at the end of the month. That week, I want to do a Kobe Bryant episode. Oh, man. <laughs> that sounds... I'm honored. Thank you. That that sounds like a really fun episode. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to do that. that. That's really fun. Thanks, buddy. And we're going to talk about basically how you think about him as a father... And as an NBA player, that's how he impacted you. That's big. Yeah, that, that definitely a, a huge, huge impact on my life, on my family, and um, that's gonna be really exciting because I think his his career as a basketball player is top five, but his impact outside of basketball was just as impressive. So I can't wait to uh, talk about that. Thanks for having me today, and and I can't. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, buddy. Well, bye, guys.